I love the smell of menthol in the morning. <laughs> I'm glad. I like it too. Yes. Yesterday, babes, yep. we heard some music near the end of doing this. And I thought maybe it was one of your neighbors or somebody outside. <laughs> yeah, you leave your bedroom and discover that, unfortunately, a present that I had given you, the Google Nest Mini, mm-hmm. had just started playing music on its own. That was creepy. And I kind of think that, you know, because I heard that Google Nest Minis and Google Home, uh, Google Homes have been known to um, pick up frequencies from other people's Google Homes. I did not know that. Did you know that? No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's odd. I've heard stories about that. It's very weird. Yeah, technology can be a little bit wonky. Yeah, that, that was the, that was really creepy. And normally it doesn't happen. Normally it hasn't happened except for yesterday. And that was really weird. I just wanted to address that. Yeah, that was strange. That was strange. I hope it never happens again. Me too, peeps. Yeah. But yeah, some, some technology, like uh, our devices are very, uh, much, uh, able to pick up frequencies from other people's devices. It's really weird. It's kind of like how, uh, remember those old, uh, cordless phones that yes. we had? Yes. They would always pick up frequencies on somebody else's phone calls, or they could even pick up, like, frequencies from, um, police scanners, which is really odd. I don't think I ever got the police scanners, but I heard of that happening with other people. I remember one day back in the late 90s, probably Uh 97, I was on a phone call with this girl and we both lived in apartment buildings in different parts of the city. But someone in her apartment building somehow connected to our signal and she kept hanging up and kept calling in and it kept connecting to our phone call and she said, can I call my dad? He just had a heart attack. (gasps) A heart attack. I don't know why I can't say that. Oh, the, the girl said that? No, the girl who came into our phone conversation oh, because wow. the signal just kept going there. That is weird. It was. And then um, I remember one time, uh, I forgot I forgot what year this was. This might have been the 90s, but the old cordless phone in my house when I was a kid uh, picked up our neighbor's phone call. It was very weird. Yeah, it was very strange. I can remember being around eight years old, getting a cordless phone and thinking it was so cool that I could walk all the way to the door I know. without being connected to the wall. I know. I and now it it's like, cool. oh, that's nothing. Yeah. That's like a cheesy walkie-talkie. Now we've got uh, Bluetooth. Not only that, but just with regular cell phones. Uh-huh. You, don't, you can just walk around. You can walk around, period, and you don't have to worry about... Uh, losing connection. Yeah. For the most part. And of course, the government is spying on you, but they're always going to spy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Doesn't have to be that way, Bob. I know it doesn't have to be that way. And really, I mean, yes, we have Dick Cheney and George W. Bush to blame for this, but somebody who took it to the next level was Barack Obama. And then he wanted to have an honest conversation about listening in on people's phone calls after it came out that he was doing it. Uh-oh. Or his administration. Now, I did not hear about that. Oh, yeah. That is, uh, that is really crazy. Yeah, so it comes out through, I want to say WikiLeaks, but I could be oh. wrong, that they're, that they're spying on all Americans. Mm-hmm. And then Obama makes a speech saying, we need to have an honest discussion about this. Well, yeah, now you feel that way, but you weren't talking that language yeah. when this was but being they're done not, but, but, but meanwhile, they're not spying on him. Exactly. And, and, and the people that are 
um, responsible for the, the spying are not being spied on. So, I mean, I think, I think it's, uh, I think in this case, turnabout is fair play. Well, actually, I just said exactly, and I should stop myself. I don't know about that because we do know that J. Edgar Hoover spied on politicians. And that's one of the ways he was able to stay in power. And that's horrible. I don't think anybody should be spied on. So it's possible that they had Barack Obama's phone calls tapped Uh and... Maybe we'll have a little bit of empathy for people I disagree with. It's also likely that when Dick Cheney helped put this, these, uh, these things in place through the Patriot Act, that he thought that he was going to be safe, but maybe people started spying on him. Yeah, I don't know. People, I don't think anyone should be spied on, period, no matter where you are politically, no matter, you know, no matter where you are in your walk of life. It's just not, not good. Not good. I hear you. And I, I, I'm so conflicted about this. Because on one hand, yes, we shouldn't be spying on our politicians. However, they do a lot of shady things behind the scenes. They, they do. I mean, um, some, so, yeah, yeah, I do. And in, in some cases, like, they're... Did you know that uh, Nancy Pelosi's laptop was see- was seized? No, was it during January sixth or yes, something? Yes, it was. Okay, yeah, that and and I'm actually glad that it was because, um, I honestly think um that she knows more than what she's letting on. I really do, and 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 she knows a lot more than what she's talking about. We all know that she's she's a very very corrupt politician, and in some ways, I'm glad it was because. You know, if she could go to a salon without a mask and have all this, these privileges and uh, do all these things behind the, and I think her, um, her son, Paul Pelosi Jr. is in trouble too. I, I, now that I don't know about. It it is true. It's, it's, it's actually been found out. Uh, he's got some shady things going on with him. But, and also too, um, I don't know if I've said this here, but there is, um, some kind of like a mafia thing in California where you've got Nancy Pelosi, her nephew's Gavin Newsom. Oh, I didn't know that. Kate Brown's brother is Jerry Brown, that uh, the former um, disgraced governor of California. And uh, it's uh, and then Paul Pelosi, I think, is related to somebody else. I, I forgot who it was, but there's some shady things going on in California. And then Diane Feinstein is in the mix. Oh, don't get me started on that. Yeah, she's terrible. I almost yeah. use a C word, but out of respect to J Lo. Thank you. Yes. No, no, it's it's a it's a there there's some shady stuff, and in some ways, in some ways, those their property their property needs to be looked at. But otherwise, as 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 much as I don't like it when people get spied on, I think in this case. Something needs to happen. Well, I, I, we need to have a discussion about this. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying you and me specifically. I'm saying as a country. Yes. Because you as, and I do hate Nancy Pelosi, but as much as I hate Nancy Pelosi, I think it's wrong to just say this is the exception of the rule and it's okay when it happens to her. I think we either got to say that all of our public servants are subject to surveillance or none of them are. Mm. Because that leaves out so many other people, whether it's Trump, whether it's Lindsey Graham, whether it's Bernie Sanders, and 
But what about the people who are, and here's a, I mean, you don't have to answer this question. Go ahead. What about the people that are searched for no reason? Um, I mean, I've been hearing stories about uh, people being um, robbed of their technology. Absolutely. And their doors have been broken into and they can't secure themselves because their door is broken. Yeah. So here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying we shouldn't spy on our public servants, but it shouldn't just be we only spy on Nancy Pelosi. We either have it where we spy on all of them or we spy no, on them. No, 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 no. I'm not saying – I'm not just saying just her. Yeah. I'm saying the people that really are doing uh, the opposite of what the will of the people um, want, what, 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 the opposite of the will of the people, and uh, doing things to – um, to cover themselves up. But who determines if they're doing the will of the people or if they're covering it up? You wouldn't know if they're covering things up unless you spy on them. A lot of the times. Now, with Nancy Pelosi, obviously, we can assume that she's hiding some stuff because she's just so blatant about uh, exactly it. Exactly. But there right. are other people who are a little bit more nuanced and who can hide a little bit better. Um, but, and you wouldn't know that necessarily unless you looked at their documents. Yeah, I, I just, but there are other people that are maybe not so well known that have recently been robbed and, um, their, all their technology, everything was seized. Um, and that's not right either. So, I mean, and, and they didn't, and they didn't even do anything wrong. Are we either. talking about people who are just regular citizens? Um, some of them are, uh, some of them have, uh, maybe are, uh, local, worked in their local Congress that are not, maybe not, uh, lesser, lesser known, or they are, um, uh, I think I think the people I'm thinking about have actually done something, um, in their state. I but, think, but they're not, but they're not like, uh, they're not doing anything shady behind the scenes. They were, um. They were just seized for whatever reason it was. Well, wait a second. You're saying they're not doing anything shady behind the scenes. And it's possible if I listen to the news reports, I would feel the same way. But we don't know. And see, this is why the Patriot Act was such a – excuse my language, JLo, a mind fuck for our country. What? What's that for? Ah. What? Well, wait a minute, though. Oh. What? Well, okay. So it's I need to do – Ah, stop going. Go ahead. No, I need to do a little bit more research on on the Patriot Act because Mm -hmm. um, maybe there's something I overlooked. But what I'm saying is, um, they they weren't just they weren't just um, your average everyday citizens. They actually were doing some things um, that were trying to better our country, but. For some reason, they got seized, I, and I and I need to do a little bit more research into it because I've been hearing about different stories. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't think we should just spy on Nancy Pelosi. I think that for for every politician who is clearly collecting um, or cl- clearly profiting off of. Um, Profiting off of average citizens, in some ways, I kind of think that they should be, uh, they should be uh, looked at. Okay, you said a lot of stuff, and we are getting in the weeds a little bit. So I, yes, I just want to make this clear. Yes, we are. Uh, to the best of Rick's understanding, 
before the Patriot Act, if you wanted to put a wiretap on somebody, you needed to get a warrant from a judge. Mm -hmm. And now, after the Patriot Act, that's no longer applicable. Now you can put a wiretap on anybody you want, and there's no checks and balances. And obviously, even with the judge system, there there could be some shady stuff going on there. But it, it created an extra buffer between just being able to spy on somebody. And, and by the way, these people that I mentioned that I, I didn't mention their names, but these people that were um, that were um, their houses were broken into, they did not have a warrant to just search their house. And that's because of the Patriot Act. But I need to look into that because I don't I don't know. OK, I'm. Um, Anyways, in any event, we're, we're getting in the weeds a little bit, but yeah. I, I think it's a, a greater discussion for another time with people who uh, aren't necessarily politicians. Right. Yes. Okay. Because, or maybe you just have them sign an oath. If you're going to take public office, all your communications are subject to uh, surveillance. That might be the thing. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and honestly, we live in a system that's so corrupt, it might not even matter. Well, I I heard that if you are working for the government um, or uh, Congress or whatever, you, uh, you know that whole thing with um, classified and declassified information yes. when it came to Hillary Clinton? She was not... Um, because she worked for, um, uh, because she was running for president at the time, um, it was against the law for her to have, um, classified information or something like that. Not exactly. Was that, was that, no. was that right? No. Or was it that it, it couldn't be, I forgot what it was, but it had something to do with information. Like that's we, not correct was, though. What? I, I, I know that that's not correct because of course she had classified information. She used to be secretary of state. Yeah, I know, but there was there. I know that there was something deeper than that. that okay, but I forgot. It was it wrong was. the way you phrased it. I know it was wrong. I just wasn't sure. Okay. I just wasn't sure how to phrase it. It oh, was something to the effect about there were um, something like I have to look into that again. Sorry. That's okay. I still love you. There guys. was something deeper than just her having classified information. Yes, but in any event. Um, oh, I think it's because she w it was on her home computer, something like that. Yeah, it was. I, I don't it was. It was. It had nothing to do with with work, but it was on her home computer. I think that's what it was. Nice. Anyway, well, good for her there. Joe. Anyway, that's not. That's a no no. That's a no no. Yeah. Yeah, but they all do it. Oh, they God. all do it. Cynical way. They do. Who's what honest politician? You know. All right, we're getting in the weeds here. I'm sure there's a lot of honest. We're getting in the weeds. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, of course, as soon as I try to bring up reality, there's like, ah! Ah, give me a kiss. No. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you even said that we were getting in the weeds. So yeah, I was trying to take us off of it. Yeah, I was trying to take us off of it too. And then you go, well, I talk about you. Blah, blah, blah. No, I just, I just wanted to. Ah. Ah. Anyway. Let's talk about something a little bit less controversial. Sexual misconduct. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I am not going to na name this organization. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there is a semi-well-known. Semi-well-known? I think it's pretty I'm, I'm, well I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit vague about this. Oh, semi-well-known. Okay. Um, organization 
that has had some issues with uh, being Me Too, right? And I have heard through the grapevine that they set up a fund to help victims of sexual misconduct. And that fund has $25,000 in it. This morning, <laughs> you and I were joking that just based on the numbers I know, there's a lot of people who have, who have had these types of issues with this organization. So we were joking that, you know, there, somebody is going to come into one of their offices and say, you know, I was horribly raped last night by one of your employees. And they're going to respond with, if you agree not to sue us, we will buy you an egg McMuffin. <laughs> Or, or uh, we'll pay for half of your Big Mac meal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or we'll, uh, we'll give you a certificate to Starbucks provided that you share it with the other victims. Yes. But all you have to do is agree not to uh, confront us in court. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> it, yes. It is kind of funny. It's but very, very sad and depressing. Yes. But it also makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. What happens when somebody who is not only of sound mind, mm-hmm. but also somebody who wants to push back, mm-hmm. accuses them of sexual misconduct and who has a legitimate mm-hmm. case? Like they, they're going to be in for a rude awakening. I think. They certainly are. They certainly are. Um, I and and I told uh, you a similar story that maybe I. I'm I'm not, I'm I'm going to share very little detail of it, but basically, um, something happened to a good friend of mine. In who I've met, yeah, who uh you've met and I've known for years, and happened to her at the school that I was at. Now, thankfully, the school did the right thing and fired him after he was found guilty of this. And they bought her the full Big Mac too. Oh my. Instead of just paying for part of the meal. No, they didn't, they didn't pay her off. Okay. No, 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 no. I don't think they paid her off, but, um, they did the right thing and fired him. And, uh, he is no longer allowed to work in the classroom, which I, I'm thankful that that's the case. And the interesting thing about that, um, is that, uh, she took a self defense class from the same teacher a self-defense class of uh, of how to defend herself against someone who's trying to hurt her. Wow. I mean, why would you do that? Now, granted, I don't know. I don't believe that this, um, this man had a history of uh, breaking the law, but I have heard stories that he's been, um, he, he has attempted to be inappropriate with young women. And, it just came to a head when it happened to her. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, that could have been me. That could have happened to me. And I'm glad that I wasn't targeted. I have a friend who wanted to go out with your friend. Oh? Yes. And you you never met this person that I know. Oh. Um, this was years later. Okay. So a lot of his friend and I... It's, it's not like we're buddy-buddy. We met a couple of times, and we know mutual people outside of Alana. I met her when she lived in Colorado. Yeah, and that's where she's originally from. I did not know that until we started talking. Yes. And one of my friends out there wanted to date her. Wow. Or at least brought up the idea to me. 
I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess uh, after this uh, episode. After this, not, right? I'm gonna guess after this I think I know who it is, but I'm just gonna guess. We're not gonna give out his information on here. Yeah, but I, um, I just, but the weird thing about this is, um, and I don't think I mentioned this here, <clears throat> this, this part of it, is that even years afterwards, even years afterwards, and we've talked about this before, um, in the past, she still thought of this guy as a very nice person. A lot of people do. And that. it's so sad after this person could completely gain your trust and groom you and then completely betray it after all that. I, I just, I just could not, I, I just can't even imagine. I'm going to try to tread lightly with this next thing. All right. When I was living in Kona, we were putting together a group called the Dangerous Poets. Okay. And one of the things we wanted to do was do poetry that would challenge people and make them think about things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had seen this girl. I'm going to, I'm intentionally going to be vague. Um, and she had had some issues with uh, a person in her life who was not me. I mean, she had issues with me, but she had uh, issues with other people. Okay. And, and so let's just say in the sexual misconduct area. Uh-oh. Okay? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people around her saw this person as a good guy, the person who she said it was sexually inappropriate. Was he like a, a pillar of the community? I don't want to say too much about it. I, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to name this person at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he was like a pillar of the community, but the people who knew him thought he was, you know, a halfway decent human. Very respected, respected, so respected, yeah. In my poem, I, you know, talked about the situation. Uh-huh. Uh, by the way, the, not, not to say that this makes it right. Uh, this woman never heard the poem. Oh, okay. But in it, one of the lines I use is, besides for the sexual misconduct, He's a great guy. Mm-hmm. And the reason I did it like that is because so many people, whether they're men or women or non-binary, can look past something if they perceive the abuser as being a great guy. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that. Yeah, they'll, 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 look, they'll overlook it mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and they, they'll just say things like, I, I cannot imagine this person ever doing that. Just like, just like a murderer, right? Um, you have this idea of somebody and then you find out that they murdered somebody. You could never imagine they did it. Let's explore this for a second. All right. Everybody does things that they are not proud of. Yes. If you were to look at the top five worst moments of my life, I would come off as a very vindictive asshole with no redeeming qualities. But that's one side of the story. Um, I could show you other portions of my existence where I'm a good human being and I'm trying my best, as could everybody. So I know this is going to sound controversial, but could somebody be guilty of sexual misconduct or murder and still be a good person? 
Well, it depends on what you mean by good. And I'm just, I'm not saying that that is the case. I'm raising it as a question um, because we are such complex human beings. That, that depends on what you mean by good. Okay. If they're, if you're talking about good, like they give, um, they, they good as, as in doing good works for people, um, that doesn't make them a good person either. Okay. Um, if you're talking about a person who has done something wrong, but they, um, but they completely, uh, take responsibility for what they did and they are taking steps to, um, to be a better person and not do it again. That's another thing. So if somebody has done something wrong in prison, like, like, and that sent them to prison. And I'm not talking about like, uh, violent offenders, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people that are nonviolent and they're coming out of prison and they, they're trying to start their life over. That's totally different. But when it comes to murder and, um, sexual misconduct, that's a little bit tricky because they're, they're committing offenses against humanity, right? They have, they have deliberately committed offenses against humanity. So understandably so people would be a little bit leery about letting them out of, letting them out into society. Let me give you a different scenario, but it, it's an, I want to get your take on this. All right. I have not seen this, but I've read stories that in slaughterhouses, Sometimes the employees there will have sex with the animals before they kill them. What? Yes. That is disgusting. Yes. Um, now, yeah. if somebody rapes an animal, mm-hmm. then kills them for food, where do we stand on that person? I have no idea. Mm. Uh, that is something I just cannot, that's something I can't even wrap my head around. Um, that is just gross and disgusting. It's one thing if you're getting food, right? It's one yes. thing if you're if you're killing for food because that's what humans do. Um but it's another thing if you're um if you're violating an animal. But they're also being killed in a slaughterhouse, which aren't exactly the most humane ways to end an animal's life. It depends on, I mean, and I don't know all that goes on there. It really all depends on how they do it cuz I think each slaughterhouse is different from the other one. I agree that there's differences, but I, I also think there's a good reason why it's illegal to film in slaughterhouses. It's it's not because well, the American people would be so thrilled to see how these animals are treated I in think the it final might be, moments. I think it's possible that people just don't want to know how um, how the um, animals get to their table. They don't because it's so horrific. Well, and, you know, and, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I don't, I, this is a conversation that I really can't, um, comment on. Okay. Or, or a topic rather that I can't comment on because I really don't know. Fair enough. There Whoa. I, there's just some things that I rather not know. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I'm, I'm being honest. There's some, there's just some things like this. I, I just rather not know. Yes, yes, yes. That might be the way, babes, that Satan enters your life is through the slaughterhouse. No, there are other subtle ways. 
and other uh, obvious ways. As I touch your shoulder. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, why don't we segue into some some uh, stuff that we watched? We could do that. I think so. Because I, I should probably go home right after this, even though it's early, because it is Super Bowl weekend and there's a lot of, you know, crazies out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. First, we wanted to watch the last episode of Ted Lasso. And while we eventually got around to it, Apple TV was having a couple of issues yesterday. Mm-hmm. We watched some Seinfeld. We did. We did. I think the first episode um, dealt with, uh, was it the one where um, George uh, got hurt and he was uh, carrying on crutches? He had gotten hurt at the end of the previous season when he was in the hospital. Yes. And then he was almost back to normal, but George had to carry a cane. Uh, by now, Costanza had been fired from his job at the Yankees. Yep. But he goes to interview for this company called Play Now, which makes sports equipment for kids. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. And they hired him because the owner thought he had a disability. Yep. George got his own office. He had a, he had a, his own bathroom. And everybody was <laughs> treating him great. They did a montage. One of the parts of it is George slips somebody with his cane and everybody laughs and a woman carries him from the elevator into his office. <laughs> and then another part of it where um, Elaine is going out with um, David Putty. David Putty. Who um, is so obsessed with uh, uh, kroners, the, those coins, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's it. That's it. This is terrible. We're I'm done. We're through. <laughs> They're coming back from Europe, break up on the plane, and there's conflict. Elaine starts hitting on this guy. I forgot what she called him. It's something to do with the Oh, 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 oh. Vegetable lasagna. That's, yes. That's what, he, what she called him. Putty is talking to some other girl. They get jealous and decide to get back together. And... They're having a good time on the plane. Elaine starts to read a book. She looks at Putty and says, do you want a book to read? He's like, no. Like, what are you going to do? So it's like, nothing. And she's like, you're, you're just going to sit there? It's like, yeah. And then she's like, okay, I can't do this. We're over. <laughs> um, I think George gets one of those little scooters. Yes. Which I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I know that this is going to make me seem like an asshole. I don't get the little scooter things. Well, I, yeah. I get them for some people. Like if you're older and you have issues walking, but if you just like eat a lot and you want a scooter, I don't Well, it depends that. on what kind of scooter it is, right? I mean, there are people with disabilities that use scooters. That's true. And there's a <laughs> lot of people who just use them because... <laughs> They don't want to drive. Or they don't want to walk. It's like walking is too much exercise for you. (laughs) It's one of the most less strenuous exercises you can do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In any event, these old people start chasing George. He gets off the scooter, picks it up, and runs into his boss. His (laughs) boss is like, George? And he's like, are you a religious man, sir? And he just says, no. (laughs) This is the one with the intern, right? 
the first one or was it the second one? I don't remember. Sometimes I get a little bit mixed up in my mind. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, so, so back to Elaine. She, um, breaks up with David Putty. They get back together. Um, what was going on with Jerry? Is that the one? Oh, wait. He's the one. This is a, that's the one episode where he runs into, um, Banya? Banya? It was either this one or the following one. And, uh, and Jeanette is dating, or, um, not Jeanette, um, uh, Jenna is dating him. Yeah, it was. Can I say what happened when we were watching this episode? What? Can I talk about what happened when we were watching this episode? No. Okay. So. <laughs> it's not that important. <laughs> it wasn't even that funny. I just got mixed up. Okay. Stop laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing. Yes, you because are. I was thinking of Seinfeld. Okay. <laughs> Jerry has the feeling that Banya is just copying everything he does. Mm -hmm. He is supposed to have a set in front of the executives at NBC. I think this was this episode. Yeah, it was. He goes up, throws the set so that Banya will do bad after him. And Banya goes on stage, is doing a bad job. But Kramer has been soaking his body in butter. And <laughs> Newman wants to eat him. Newman chases him out on stage. There's laughter. And Banya gets a approached by the executives at NBC. The episode ends. So I want to talk about this for a second. Oh, no. What? Not about what happened with you. All right. I don't know if you've ever had this feeling. Yeah. And I know that sometimes I get accused by, of having a big ego by yeah. you. But there have been times in my life where I felt like people were just copying everything I was doing and <laughs> achieving success from it. Has that ever happened to you? No. Really? Uh-uh. No, I don't think so. Um, well, except for maybe my hair color, but that's about it. You mean people were copying that? Well, no, one person. I thought one person was copying me from my hair color. Uh oh. Because I went to a dance and... Uh, the um, ex-girlfriend of my date showed up and her hair was black. And oh, so was my hair. But you had stolen her boyfriend, so that doesn't count. Well, no, I didn't I didn't steal anything. I didn't steal anything. She she just uh, wanted to come and try to mess things up. And and we weren't officially dating anyway. Okay. So, no, she, she, she thought it was a good idea to color her hair black. I have no idea why. But I don't think, no, I don't think it's ever happened to me, really. That's definitely happened to me. Um, so I think that's why I really like this episode. And I remember the following one, Jerry was making fun of his girlfriend because of her stomach. Yes, yes. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, um, uh, I think Kramer had or somebody had an intern named Darren. Kramer did because Kramer of his company, Kramer. Kramerica, yeah. yes. Yeah, um, and I, um, and I believe I remember him being on a different show and, and, uh, Darren was the, um, intern. Mm -hmm. And the lady was saying, I don't think he should be your intern anymore because this is going on, this is going on. He shouldn't be your intern. <laughs> but he still wanted to work for Kramerica. They loaded up some oil in this, uh, ball that George had from his work because they tried to get him out of, of the organization once they found out that he wasn't disabled, mm -hmm. but he kept staying in there, even though they moved asbestos into his office. 
and lock the door so he had to climb in through the vents. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then, meanwhile, uh, they're about ready to dump the oil, and uh, uh, Jerry's girlfriend Claire is in the way. And they throw down this ball filled with oil, and it hits Claire. And it hits Claire right in the head. And that's the end of the episode. No, 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 no. And then David and Elaine are are kind of in a weird place because they break up like a second time, I think, in the first episode. Second or third time. I forgot what it was because they broke up so many times. And then they they start uh, sleeping together. Nice. Remember? That's right, but that happened earlier. And then then most of the episode was centered on – uh, Jerry and uh, George going hello. Yes, and she's like, Jerry, do not make that voice again. Oh my goodness. Hello. Yes. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> that was a funny episode. That's a good one. Yes. Yes. Then JLo took a nap. I did. Uh, I think it must have been for two hours. Yeah. And while that was going on. So, uh, that morning, um, we put together the marinade for, uh, chicken adobo that we were making in my slow cooker. I was a little concerned because you're always, you, when we were making it, you were always saying, we don't need this ingredient. We can cut out this one. Let's take out this ingredient. And I was thinking pretty soon we're just going to have chicken and no adobo. But I, so I, I pushed back a little bit and we were actually able to use some ingredients and. No, uh, no, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I never said. What did I say about the ingredients? You kept wanting to pull ingredients on. Like at one point you didn't want to use peppercorn. No, I said you, I didn't want to use a lot of peppercorn, but I'm glad that you talked me out of it. At one point there was talk about not using the bay leaf. No, I never said that. Okay. One bay leaf. Okay. No, I, I wasn't going to use canola oil. I thought about putting canola oil in the um, the slow cooker, but I didn't think we needed it. It turned out pretty good. It turned out really good. Um... So we made the marinade, um, put the chicken in the fridge. I, um, I took a nap, got up and, um, but before that we watched, um, or, or I'm sorry, we, uh, we put, we put all that stuff in the, um, slow cooker and then we, um, watched an episode of Ted Lasso. Well, we put it in a little bit earlier. Earlier. Yeah. Before the nap. Before the nap, yes. And then we watched the last episode of season two of Theodorus Lasso. Theodore Lasso. I think Ted is short for Theodore, right? Yes, it is. Yep. So we watched Theodore Lasso yesterday. Oh, my goodness. What? Oh, goodness. Or Led Tasso. Led Tasso. <laughs> but um, it was the final episode of season two. I literally just said that. Okay. I didn't hear that. Okay, I'll give a brief overview. Um, in this episode, Keely decides that she's going to start her own PR firm. Mm-hmm. Tells Rebecca this, was a little bit nervous about it. Rebecca was sad, but overall she was cool with it, right? Yes. You also have Ted having to face the fact that now everybody knows that he suffered from a panic attack because mm-hmm. Trent Krem from the independent released a story and everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. And Ted knows it's Nate who said the story because Trent told him, yep. but coach beard put it together too. Yep. Uh, coach beard is a really smart guy, except when it comes to women. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He, but, but otherwise he's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. I really like the scene at the bar 
where it's Ted and Coach Beard, and Beard basically says, you need to confront Nate, not mm-hmm. for him, but for you. Yeah, and then he said, um, that's okay. I mean, I, don't, I think it'll be fine. And he goes, no, you, you got to get it out of him. Yep. You got you got to push it. At one point in this episode, Jamie tells Roy that he hit on Kayla. Yeah, at the Kayla. funeral. I wasn't used to hanging around with all those dead people. And I I I told Kayla I lo- Kayla I loved her, but I'll never do it again. It was, <laughs> it dis- was wrong. Is disrespectful? Is disrespectful? It was wrong. I'm never going to do it again. And Roy just goes, excuse my language, J-Lo. Fuck! And he walks out of the room. Yeah. yeah. Basically, without the expletive, um, he left and didn't hit him. No, he used the expletive. No, I'm saying, I'm I'm not saying it in Rick's beat, Bob. Okay, babes. Well, that's why I said it. I know he said it. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm I'm repeating it without the expletive. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so he couldn't even beat up Jamie. <laughs> he couldn't beat up Jamie? Jim. Jim. <laughs> At one point, they're about to have the last match of the season. And by now, we have discovered that the reason Rupert gave back his shares in Richmond is because he bought another sports team. That we are presuming they are going to be yeah. competing against next season. And it's uh, West Ham United. That's right. We'll get to them in a minute. Yeah. But... Roy says that he needs some advice, so the Diamond Dogs come together and and offer that uh, a junkyard dog a uh, a one time pass. <laughs> I think that's roughly how Ted phrased it. Exactly. <laughs> he tells a story. Nate says, "I have something to confess," and he says, "I kissed Keely." He's like, oh, that's okay. Right. And he's like, I kissed your girlfriend. And Jamie just said he has feelings. He's like, I know. And they go about their day. Yeah. And he's like, you, you should head, but you should head, but me. <laughs> go on into the field. Nate is feeling a little bit uncomfortable because the players are doing what he said, but he doesn't think that they're handling it exactly correctly. Uh-huh. We get to halftime. They're down. And Ted says, we're going to stick with your plan. Everybody goes out except for Nate. Mm-hmm. Ted sees this, follows Nate to his office, and Nate basically confronts him and says, the reason I turned on you is because you made me feel like the most important person in the world, and then you just completely cut me off yeah. from your life. But that actually wasn't true. I completely disagree with how Nate handled Absolutely. the situation. Yeah, There is a little bit of truth in there. Now, was Ted justified? Yes. Mm-hmm. But Nate did have a point that Ted did kind of – it wasn't intentional, but he did start to focus a lot more on other people and less on Nate. Yeah. I think – again, I think Nate completely overreacted. Oh, absolutely. But there, there is a little bit of kernel well, truth there. Well, and, all, and also, too, um, Ted was going through his own stuff, and, and the only person that was really there for him was uh, Dr. Sharon. And Rebecca. Yes. The only people that were there for him really was Dr. Sharon and Rebecca, and nobody else knew about it. I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I don't completely disagree with you. All I'm trying to say is if I was Nate, I could see where he would feel like Ted just cut him off. Yeah, but 
I, that doesn't I, make I, his reaction correct. Absolutely not. I, I don't think that he his um, reaction was uh, justified at all. No. I, I honestly think it, he was just being – he just came off as being a spoiled brat. He did. Yeah. They do the game – and somehow Richmond wins thanks to Danny Rojas. Danny Rojas. Rojas. Football is life. But football is also death. But more importantly, football, football is, is life. life. Everybody's happy. Sam has made his decision on whether or not he's going to stay with Richmond and he's going to remain on the team. I like that scene. He tells the billionaire dude, I forgot his name. Um, I think it's uh, Edwin Akufu. Uh, Akufu. And, you know, they had uh, this great time together. So Sam's thinking, yeah, he might take it kind of bad, but it's going to be all right. Oh, and he Akufu took it really bad. just basically says, I'm going to ruin your life, storms out of the room, and does some damage to, uh, I think it's a mannequin that has one of Sam's jerseys on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ted and Rebecca are talking Sam comes in and Ted says, I could leave. And Sam says, no, I just want you to know that I'm going to be staying here. And Ted says, well, what made you change your mind? Sam looks at him mm-hmm. and responds with, I wish I could say it was because of you. But in actuality, it's because I think it's what's going to be best for my own personal journey. And then he leaves. And then Ted's just like, you know, even though he was looking at me, I think he was actually talking to you. <laughs> that was a scene I was thinking about. That was really funny. That was great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we go to Kayla. Kayla. Kayla's packing up her office. Yes. Roy surprises her with tickets, and he had rented out this villa for six weeks. For the both of them. For the both of them. And it has great Wi-Fi, but she says, no, nah, I'm going to stay here, bro. Go off bro? on vacation. I don't think she called him bro. Okay. But she basically said, no, 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 you deserve a six-week vacation. And he goes, are you breaking up with me? And he's like, she said, no, no, no. I'm not breaking up with you. I just think you need a break, and I'm going to stay here. I would feel very insulted in that situation. Why? If I was Roy, you had rented this villa and bought these tickets for your girlfriend as a nice surprise. And then she won't take it. She won't take it. Now, okay, maybe you have a compromise. And she says, well, I can't go out there for the full time, but maybe I could join you for like three weeks of it. But she's not even willing to do that. No, she's not. I mean... Yeah, I know. I thought it was a little bit strange. Um, I kind of understand why she wanted him to do that because maybe she, maybe she thought, oh, he needs a break from everything and I need to take care of some things here. I don't know. There could have been a little bit of give and take. But I would be, I would be afraid. Um, because if, if my, my boyfriend, if I was, um, well, if I was Roy, right, and and you were Keely, right, yes. and you said, "Hey, no, no, I, you know, I'm not breaking up with you. I love you. Um, I'll see you in six weeks." But I would be afraid too. Like, what if she finds somebody in six weeks, and then I'm forgotten after I come back? I think she could have handled the situation a little bit better. Yeah, I think I think she honestly thought that maybe she was doing him a service by by sending him off without her oh no i think she felt like she needed but, space from roy and this is her way of getting it really i don't think she's like i, manipulative. Think, I think she was well-meaning I, I think maybe in her at the time she thought oh maybe i should just give him this trip and have him take it and i'll see him afterwards 
That's how I see it. Okay. But that that could be that may not be true either. There's two more scenes in this episode that I can think of. I'm sure there's more that we've missed. Yes. But Sam buys a space that he plans to turn into a Nigerian restaurant. That's pretty cool. And then we see a team on the football field and find out that it's Nate coaching for Rupert's new football franchise. And the episode ends. Wow. Now, I have a prediction to make about season three. Okay. I think in season two, Nate was a humongous asshole to Ted. And I'm I'm pretty sure most people would agree with me on this. Mm -hmm. I believe that'll be true for part of the season. But I think it's going to end... With Nate realizing that he was wrong and he's going to throw like the final match between Richmond and Rupert's team. And, and he'll, he'll ask, he'll end up asking Ted for forgiveness. You think so? That's my theory on how the next season is going to end hmm. or one of the ways the, the Nate storyline is going to get wrapped up because supposedly the next year is the last one. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's even, I mean, I remember when, um, Jamie left. Um, AFC Richmond. Jamie. Jamie. And because Rebecca, um, uh, Rebecca, uh, sold him to the other team, to another team. And he ended up coming back. Um, and he thought that Ted was the one who did it, but he, he found out who it was. Mm -hmm. He ended up coming back and he, he's doing better. Um, but it's even worse because not only did Nate leave on his own will, his own free will, he is now coaching for the opposing team. So that's, yes. it's even worse. It is even worse. Yeah. But this season mm-hmm. was also partially inspired by the second Star Wars movie. I, I've heard that. Huh. And supposedly in the third one that came out. Now I know that people say, well, it's actually number six, even though it's the third one, but okay, come on guys. I, Let, I, 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 yeah. I, and the third one that comes out, uh, I think, and I haven't seen, I know I'm bad with Star Wars stuff. I think the villain in the, in the second one ends up help, helping out in the third one. Really? That's what I've heard. Hmm. I know I sound like a complete moron to Star Wars people, but it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not really a Star Wars person to I'm begin not. with. So no, so it's no wonder that you would get things mixed up. Exactly. We'll see <laughs> what happens with Nate. Now I do want to say one more thing about Nate. Yes. Maybe more than that. Yes. We'll see where it goes. Um, I would feel a little bit insulted mm-hmm. if I was there with the Diamond Dogs mm-hmm. and you hear the speech from Roy about how Jamie approached him and he forgave him. Mm-hmm. Then you confess to kissing this guy's girlfriend and Roy's just like, oh, I know it doesn't bother me. Yeah, I know. Do you agree with me on that? About, about. I, would you feel insulted if you were in Nate's shoes during that situation? You mean like. Him, you know, Roy not, um, not hurting him. Well, because Roy doesn't even see, J- um, Nate as a threat at all. Um, I was confused. I don't know that I would feel that Nate was insulted, but I was definitely confused. Because to me, he's just basically saying, oh, Keely would never have anything to do with you. So you're not even worth considering in this. Right, 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 right. I don't, well, no, I was just, I was just confused. Okay. Because, number one, I mean, why would Nate kiss Keely to begin with when 
clearly, unless it was another thing that he was doing to sabotage. No, we knew why Roy, I mean, why um, Nate. Nate kissed Keely. Mm-hmm. Because it was the moment they had had a little bit of wine and... Keely's really good at making you feel like you're important and kind of like Ted is uh-huh, in yeah. some ways. Uh-huh. And so he felt that because she was making Nate feel like he mattered, that that was giving him license to try something different. I see. Okay. Well, I, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just, I guess, um, my reaction to that, I was very confused because, you know, Roy still thought of Jamie as an, an enemy of his, and um, just be and I and I understand because he used to date Keila, Keila, Keila. Um, but now that Jamie is doing much better and is he's he's trying to improve himself, he would never think that Nate would do something like that. Mm. So I was a little bit confused, but and Nate was like, "Well, no, you have every right to headbutt me. You know, I, I, you should." You know, you should hurt me or whatever. And, and I kind of had a feeling that maybe, you know, eventually Nate was going to, um, say what he was going to say about, uh, about Ted. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a little bit confused. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you were also stopping like every five minutes during the episode too. So. I was? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like, okay. All right. Okay. 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 What show do you think is better, The Boys or Ted Lasso? Um, I guess if I were to pick between two of them, I would probably say Ted Lasso. Okay. Just because um, The Boys had a lot of action, but I think to me it's kind of like a, more of a guy show. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't like superheroes, but it just seemed like more guys would be into it. I thought that you would like Ted Lasso more. Yeah. Um, it just, I mean, the, a lot of characters in the boys have definitely developed, but it just seemed like, you know, with all the shooting and killing and all that, uh, that just seems like more of a guy show for, to me. Oh. Yeah. And all the, the blowing up of heads. You know, exploding heads. Yes. No, thanks. I, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, it's just not, I don't like it as much as Ted Lasso. No, that was, I, I, I felt that you would feel that way. Mm-hmm. What does Rebecca teach us about redemption? Mm. Well, um, it doesn't matter where you are in life. Uh, redemption is always available. Mm. Yeah. And I think that she definitely has uh, redeemed herself a lot. Like, she's really worked. It seemed like she really was uh, changing into a different person by the second season. And she wasn't, it didn't seem like uh, she was out to get Ted anymore because it was no longer about Ted. No. And she realized that she was so focused on getting Rupert, she didn't think about anything else. And she's trying to get past it and, you know, and then she, you know, she told, she was trying to get through that stuff with her mom and dad. And, and I think now she's getting to a happier place. She's trying to, you know, pick up her life. Do you have any predictions for season three? Um, 
I kind of wonder if Ted is going to be in a relationship by season three. I have a definite prediction about that. And it may, and I don't know that it would be sassy. Oh, so, so here's what I think is going to happen. What? I, I, I'm not in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. I don't know this for sure. This is Rick just talking off the, yeah. he, at the top of his head. Well, not really, because this is a prediction I have. Uh-huh. Uh, and again, I love Ted Lasso, and one of the reasons is because it is kind of corny. Yeah. And it is kind of like, you know, a little bit predictable and a little bit hokey. Yeah. I think that Ted is going to get a sassy pregnant. Really? Yes. Huh. And one of the things that's going to happen in the final episode is she's going to have a baby with Ted. Really? Yes. I Again, I have no evidence to that. I, only based on what, I've, what mean, you've also seen. I kind of see Sassy as, I mean, I know she's got Nora, her daughter. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't seem like the kind of person that would be emotionally available for another baby no but you know what's going to happen there's going to be like a confession in episode two or three where she's talking with rebecca and she says you know i never thought i'd i'd, I'd want another baby especially with the much the marlboro man but you know the more that i think about it marlboro I think, man that's what she called him oh okay the more that i think about it the more i think that maybe we could have a family you know it's going to be something I don't like that no she just she just kind of seems a little bit um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not flighty. Maybe flighty? I don't know. I agree with you. She seems kind of flighty and sort of irresponsible. I, I absolutely agree with you, but I, I think based on the way the show goes, it's going to be something like that. But I thought maybe Ted would end up with Rebecca. You know what? I thought that too. And that could still happen. I could be wrong. Yeah, I just don't see sassy aka flow being a permanent uh maybe not permanent um being like ted's next wife i i, I just don't see it I, I mean nora seems relatively with her head on straight yeah but more so than her mom i hear you flow doesn't seem very um together Here's another prediction I have. Right. Keely ends up alone at the end of the series. You think so? Because she realizes that the reason she's been going out with all these guys is because it keeps her from having to grow and look at her own self. Huh. I have a prediction. It may not even be true. Well, but mine, may not, mine could all be wrong. She she might end up uh, getting back to uh, going back with Jamie and uh, marrying him. Oh, but that could also be wrong. <laughs> or would it see ends up with Ted? I doubt that. I doubt that. I happen. doubt that. They're too different. Or Coach Beard. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, Coach Beard seems a lot more reserved. Yes. And Keely seems very outgoing. I, d- I doubt that. I have another prediction. Is that- now, this one is probably the most controversial. <laughs> And you're going to have to think about it for a minute or two, Mm -hmm. right? I think Coach Beard commits suicide either in the second to last episode or the last episode of next season. Why is that? A couple reasons. Mm -hmm. One, he's close with Ted. Mm -hmm. And we know that Ted's dad killed himself. So it would kind of be a way for having the 
character having to confront uncomfortable things. Mm. We also know that Coach Beard has struggled in his relationships with women. Mm. And so a bad relationship could set him over the edge. And because Coach Beard is so reserved, it could create like an interesting conflict. Like, I could see it happening at the end of the second to last episode, them finding his body in the last episode, and them still having to play the big game. And afterwards, the, one of the, one of the last scenes of the series is everybody going to Coach Beard's funeral to remember him and Ted having to confront the realities of both his feelings about Coach Beard and with his dad. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that's my most controversial prediction. Okay. For season three. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be that Keely realizes that she was still in love with Jamie and they, they get back together and they end up getting married. That's possible. But at the same time, I don't know. Uh, mm, I don't know. Um, w- Tell me your thoughts on Roy Kent, whether it's predictions or just your feelings about the character. Um, I do think he keeps on improving himself. Mm-hmm. He's still rough around the edges. I think he's still very emotionally unstable, but I think he does want to improve himself. Nice. That's what it seems like. Yes. Uh, whether or not he gets with a teacher, that may not even happen. I hear you. Because I don't even know if this this I don't even know much about this lady. No. I I think she's a little bit quirky. We still haven't met Roy's sister. You're right. We don't know who Phoebe's mom is. Nope. <laughs> I mean, we we know that it's Roy's sister, but we don't. We've never seen her on camera. Yeah, we don't know how how stable she is or unstable. Mm-hmm. She may even be more unstable than Roy. No, I think she's stable because she's a doctor or a nurse. Oh, oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, are there any more predictions you have for next season? Oh, I have another one. Mm-hmm. I think the Akufu guy is going to die in like a plane accident. <laughs> I do. Why? I just see it like it's going to put a lot of pressure on Sam. And then like in one episode, maybe mid-season, the pressure is going to be gone because of that. Because of Akufu. Because of Akufu. And he gonna... and he's going to realize that he loves football, but he also loves owning a Nigerian restaurant. <laughs> He could do both. He could do both. He could do both. Yes. They can have a, a great football game and then go to his Nigerian restaurant afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He could have both. Yes. Sam seems like a really nice guy. He does. Really nice guy. Very family oriented. And I and I like him so much because he really does. He seems a little bit more reserved than the other guys. But he seems like he really, really cares about people. There's a great scene in the first season where he's talking with Rebecca and he's like, everybody assumes I'm into voodoo because I'm from Africa. And she says, Oh, so you're not into voodoo. And he's like, Oh, I am, but it's because I like Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think, I think he's really funny. Yes. (laughs) No, I really like his character a lot. He just seems like a genuinely nice person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Nora, and Nora has sort of a crush on him too, which is kind of funny. Oh. But, but no, I'm serious though, Bubs. Um, Nora seems a lot more, uh, 
stable than flow it does. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I could totally see them going down the road of her and Ted hook up again. And then the next thing you know, she's pregnant. And because of pregnancy emotions, wants to keep the baby. They try to hide it from Ted for a couple episodes, eventually comes out. And then they decide (laughs) that they're going to raise the kid together. Yeah. I I could totally see that happening. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Or she could get with coach beard. That's not going to happen. I I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. Hmm. I, I I made some wild predictions, mm-hmm. and we are going to have to see what comes true. We'll have to see if Jane is even in the next episode in, in the next season. Jane, <laughs> who's Jane? Coach Beard's girlfriend, or now ex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting the weirdo. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a little bit weird. Yes, yes. Is there anything else you want to say about the show? Uh, no. But that was a cliffhanger episode. If I ever saw one. Oh, I gotta ask. Yeah. The question, you know what's coming. What? Would you recommend this show to anybody in your family? And if so, what's your elevator pitch? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Really? Well, maybe, maybe for the adults, they, they could probably watch it. Okay, so if you're talking with your mom, do you say, <laughs> Mom, you <laughs> Why do you keep saying I talk like that? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if she would like it. Really? Um. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um. And also because I don't, I I don't know if she watches um. The if she has an account with the um, Apple service. Yeah. Uh, okay, but I don't know. Okay, I, I think your mom might like this show. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even realize it had that much cursing in it until you pointed it out. Yes, I yes it did. It has a lot more than it. It has enough cursing in it to make it a a rated R film. Like honestly, I thought it was very G rated the first time I watched the show. What? Yeah, I did. I did. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. See, this is this is why we're so different when it comes to family stuff because I've watched enough family stuff to know what isn't family and what is, and that is definitely not a family show. To me, this is a great family show. It just doesn't pander to little kids. That's why it's on a family show, because not everyone can watch it. There's a difference. If it's for the whole family, that means kids can watch it, too. My nephew's a kid. He likes this show. Yeah, but... Uh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say. We come from I'm not gonna different say. families. Okay, fair I'm enough. Not gonna fair say. enough, fair enough, fair enough. I'm going to be quiet. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm gonna be quiet. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't want to say something I'm gonna regret. Okay, okay, fine. I might say it in private. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I see this as a completely G-rated show, but maybe it is more. Adult. No, it's not a G-rated show. Mm. I know G-rated when I hear it. Oh, so no. would you be shocked if this ended up on the Hallmark Channel? Of course, I would. Wow. Because they would have to bleep everything out. Okay. No, no, the the Hallmark. The Hallmark Channel is extremely syrupy, yes. and that is the reason why I don't watch it because it's way too much. It's wow. very, it's it's way 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 too sweet for me even. And I think that this show could fit in pretty good on Hallmark. No, we but can't. Apparently, I'm wrong, so I'll accept that. Yes, you are. Now give me a kiss. No, why not? Okay, 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 okay. I showed you 
a couple Key and Peele sketches last night. Yeah. And the first one you were enjoying it, and but at some point you said turn it off. No, it was, it was really crazy. I'm it like, did go no, a little no, bit no, too no, long, no. I felt. It was the one where it was like uh, the actor who played Carl on Family Matters. Yeah, Reginald Bill Johnson. It was somebody was playing him, yelling at one of the executives at ABC because of how ridiculous the show was getting. Yeah, and then after a while, I'm like, okay, it's getting a little bit cray-cray, I think. Uh, I mean, we could have finished the sketch, but I do hear what you're saying. It's a little bit, yeah. Uh, and as we know, Family Matters did pretty much just become about Steve and his inventions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was some other stuff in it, but I liked it. I mean, okay, that may not have been your thing, but I liked yeah. it. Go there, Jay. Well, what did you think of the Dungeons and Dragons sketch? Um, it was okay. I thought it was funny, but I thought it was weird too. Could be Kanye the Dragon, yo. I'm gonna be the all giant. big. Yeah, the Kanye the Giant. The Giant, and then he's like, then we get some Alize. And like, uh, I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> and the guy's like, Yeah, I want some Alize too. Yeah, gonna gonna slap uh, gonna slap uh, that guy. And the Kanye gets in his SUV and puts in his demo tape. And yeah, he's like, Yeah, and then I'm gonna get in my SUV and put in my demo CD. Like, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was great. It's like, all right, I'm the master of this, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're gonna slap the bartender. Okay. Here's the bartender key. Yes. And then Kanye gets in his SUV with his bitches and his ill-begotten gains. <laughs> wow. Yes. Ill-begotten gains. Ill-begotten gains. Ill-begotten gains. Yes. Gains. Gains. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was kind of funny, actually. Yes. <laughs> yes. J-Lo. Yeah. In the 1990s, uh-huh. on the weekends, Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. well, actually, let me back up even a little bit further than that. In 1989, my now deceased mother <laughs> right. had a birthday. She turned 32. In 1989? Yes. Okay. Now, that was a happy day for a lot of people, but not necessarily... For one Lucille Ball. Because that oh. night, she left us. She went bye-bye. I woke up that morning. We watched the Today Show before I went to school. I was six. Last couple months of kindergarten. And everybody's talking about, oh, Lucy. And Lucy's the best. And we all love Lucy. And I had no idea who this Lucy character was. Mm-hmm. But I sure found out that day. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Getting to the mid-90s. I started watching some reruns of I Love Lucy, both in school and on Coin 6 on the weekends. Mm -hmm. I believe it aired at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. On Coin 6? On Coin 6, if my memory serves me correctly. This would have been around 94, 95. Um, It was funny. I'm I'm not going to be one of those people who says... You know, nothing about I Love Lucy was good. Uh-huh. It didn't blow me away, but there was some good stuff. I thought I thought she was hilarious, honestly. Okay. But that's just me. I mean, she always roped Ethel into doing these weird things. Yes. Yeah. Now, memories can be deceiving. Mm-hmm. But I seem to recall around this period of time watching a movie on like a Sunday afternoon. 
uh, on channel 12 that was based around I Love Lucy. And they talk about the Red Scare controversy in that. Now, I, I also want to point out that I've looked online for this movie and I can't find any proof that it ever existed, which could mean two things. Maybe it's just one of those films that didn't really get a lot of high notoriety or my memory is not exactly correct. But I wanted to say that here first. Last night, we watched a film that I was a little bit nervous to see. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I feel that Aaron Sorkin, who worked on this, is a little bit too raw, raw America. I think we need more of that, but okay. I think we've had enough of that. <laughs> but that's one man's opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah. In the film, opinion. it's called Being the Ricardos. Ricardos. Would you like to tell me more? Um, I'll try. Um, I'm not going to give everything away, but basically. It's talking about the uh, Red Scare controversy that um, that Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz were um, a part of, and it was focused on that one specific week where it was it came out in the paper that Lucille Ball is a communist, and they were talking about what made the show big. They also talked about. Um, they also had flashbacks of when Lucy and Desi met and how they ended up um, getting married. And I, I kind of think that there has been some liberties taken uh, in making this movie. Yes. There's some things that I'm just like, uh, no, that didn't happen. Um, there was something going on as far as um, uh, making a Vivian Vance. Um, I mean, she wanted to be the cuter one compared to Lucy and Lucy wanted to make her fatter. Lucy didn't want her to lose any weight. She didn't want her to lose any weight at all. That's the basic premise of the movie. Yeah, and then of course there was this thing with uh towards the end where uh Lucy had this um this feeling that Desi was cheating on her mm-hmm. because he was gone so long. I like this film. And I understand that you have to take creative liberties. Mm-hmm. Also, I wasn't there on the set of the show, so I couldn't tell you how many liberties were taken, but it feels like, it feels like a lot. Yeah, like, let me, let me, um, talk about one scene that we both, we both discussed, um, mm-hmm. yesterday. There was a scene where Fred and Ethel were called to the studio by Lucy because she wanted to, practice again the dinner scene at the dinner table at uh the ricardo's house and she called them over and said we have to work on this we have to work on this until we get this right pretty much and she said okay now fred and ethel have to share a chair but i want you guys to push each other off the chair because it would it would get laughs Mm -hmm. and for some reason she was so bent on making sure the scene was right because she wanted to make it her own scene Including the flowers, when she's cutting the flowers. We should say the scene was supposed to be at the rehearsal she wanted to do with them at two in the morning. Yep. Some of the stuff I, I totally could see Lucio Ball obsessing on in real life. So, for mm-hmm. example, 
I really like that she obsessed on on the scene where it's supposed to be uh, Ricky comes in, covers her eyes, and she's shouting out names. Yeah. And Lucy says, this is not believable. And she obsesses on that. And as a creative person, I I completely bought into that. I actually understood what she meant because she's like, do you honestly think the audience would believe that eight other men were coming into the apartment? Mm Mm-hmm. And and that makes a lot of sense, actually. That was brilliant, the way they handled yeah. that. I yeah. think they took it a little bit too far with the Fred and Ethel thing, though, like uh-huh. you did. The other thing that kind of took me out of the movie was Desi Arnaz is giving a speech to the audience, and he calls somebody from the FBI to talk about how Lucy was cleared of all charges. Mm-hmm. At the end of the conversation, he says, will you please state your name? And we, as the audience, learned that it was J. Edgar Hoover. I didn't believe that for a minute. No. Because J. Edgar Hoover um, spied on a lot of people. I tried to do research into this. Yeah. With Desi's speech, it's a little bit complicated because I don't think cameras were actually rolling. Mm. And a lot of it is just people's recollection of it. Now, some members of the press were there. Mm -hmm. So we have quotes, but I don't think we have an actual transcript. Yeah. To what I could find, which was just a quick Google search, I did not find that J. Edgar Hoover actually called in to the studio audience. I think they were trying to find, uh, were trying to figure out how those, that was going to work for the movie. Yeah, and but you don't need that. No. Because they didn't have that, at least we don't think they did, in real life, and it still worked. Yeah. And they... It's such a great line that Desi Arnaz used in real life, which is the only thing read about Lucy is her hair... A lot of film and television freaks like me know that line, and you could have used that line. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But you didn't. No. Yes. But, I mean, for the for the most part, it was a good movie. I'd probably give it a, a, a strong seven. I would, too. I like the acting in it. Yeah. Nicole Kidman was really good. I didn't even know it was her. She was good. Javier Bardet was good in it. Yeah. So was J.K. Um, Simmons. Simmons, yep. But he's good in almost everything he's in. Yeah, J.K. Simmons, Harvey, Javier Bardem. I don't know who played Ethel, but she, she was, was good, good too. too. It's Bardem, not Bardem. Bardem. Okay, I yeah. did not know that. I'm learning something new every yeah. day. Who married Penelope Cruz. Yep, so they must have had a lot of fun on the set talking about Tom Cruise and his eccentricities. Well, she she probably didn't because she's married to Keith Urban now and Nicole Kidman is... Yeah, she probably probably probably. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't matter. Cruise and Cruise are broken up and now he's married to another Cruise. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He was really good as Desi. Yes, he was. Yeah. He was. He sounded just like him, too. The acting is great. The writing could have been a little bit better. And again, I think Aaron Sorkin is kind of overrated. I don't think he's a bad writer. I, I just, I think he's a little bit overrated. But um, overall, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, is there anything else you want to say about this? Or what Will you um, recommend it to people? I would. I just would say that it... A lot of things that were in um, being the Ricardos may not be true. Yeah. Just, I, you know, I joked with you afterwards. Well, that seems like a fun taping. We should go and see that show performed <laughs> live one day. And I said, well, first off, they're both dead, That's... and we're too. You know, we we weren't alive when the show was. Uh... We missed our opportunity. <laughs> we weren't alive when they were when the show was very very big. Mm-hmm. 
We only saw reruns of it, and now it's in syndication. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it's a bummer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a bummer. But yes, they're gone now, unfortunately. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Unless you want to say more about this. Um. Yeah, I noticed uh, um, <clears throat> over the years the changes in uh, Lucy's voice because when she was. I think she might have, she was in her 30s uh, when she did I Love Lucy, I think. Her voice was much higher, and then as the years went on, her voice, is, her voice just got lower and lower. And I think possibly is, she might have been an avid um, a, a, a chain smoker by then. I believe she was, and I also think she might have been in her early 40s when they started the show. Really? Yeah. Because her voice was still very high. I hear you. And she was, and she was pregnant, too. Uh-oh. Yeah, I think they kind of took liberties with the pregnancy thing because I heard a long time ago that um, when she announced that she was pregnant on the show, that was also the first time that Desi um, heard that she was pregnant. See, I don't believe that rumor. I think Desi knew before. And they probably said something like that for the press. Really? Yes. I find it hard to believe that... Lucio Ball, who is an intelligent person, would tell Desi Arnaz that he's going to have another kid on live television. That was her first baby, I think. Okay. I don't believe that story. You don't? No. Yeah. I and I think they did have the daughter first. So, who knows there? J-Wo. Okay. Now, I have heard that the bathroom story is true, as my stomach makes noises. <laughs> Uh, the bathroom story? So the rumor is that on the episode where Desi gives birth or <laughs> Lucy gives birth to, to little Ricky. Yeah. They have the commercial break. Yeah. And everybody in New York rushed to use their bathroom and it broke down the sewer system <laughs> in parts of the city. Oh, that's horrible. Yes. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Watching this woman give birth is so good, I just have to take a shit. Okay. I don't know if that's exactly what people are thinking. but you Maybe know. I have to pee. Yes. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Ew. Yes. All right, J-Lo. Uh, were those the final words about the movie? Yes. All right. Let's talk about Lilies of the Field. Okay, so I'm going to give a quick overview because there was a lot of things in here that kind of didn't make any sense. But it was good. Um, um, Lilies of the Field was based on the premise was uh, that this guy, his name was Homer Smith. Homer. Homer. Where's Marge? Oh, my goodness. Homer Smith, who was uh, a country boy played by uh, Sidney, the great Sidney Poitier, drives up to this convent because I don't know why. But he wanted he, some water. He, he wanted some water for his car, which I, I don't know why people use it. But he wants some water for this car, his car, and he was planning to to go off. But somehow... He ended up hanging around, and the um, head um, nun, uh, Mother Superior, I guess I would call her. Mother, Mother I think her name was Mother Maria. <sighs> Sorry, go ahead. Did I break out on the song when I'm trying to explain oh. it. I think, I think her name was Mother Maria, 
though in the movie. But um, she was um, she was in the company of uh, German and Hungarian nuns, and she wanted Homer Smith to help build this chapel. And I'm not sure why. I know that they've been praying for someone to to build uh, a chapel, um, a new chapel for the nuns, and um, he eats bre- He eats um some food with the nuns in their um I don't know what you call you'd call it was it their building their, yes their room anyway and um he decides to teach the nuns English because they only know you know German and Hungarian and that was kind of an entertaining um <laughs> scene and um but I kind of wish that there was an explanation as to why you know, um, do they all learn English or whatever it is? So he teaches them English. He teaches um, them a song that he uh, most likely sang in his own church because he was a Baptist. And then um, you go on, please. There's a lot of conflicts. He eventually starts building the chapel, goes off, gets a part-time job, and they run out of supplies. But the nun's like, hey, it's God's will. We're just going to keep up doing this. And if God wants his chapel built, he'll find a way. Mm-hmm. And eventually they get more bricks. People start helping out. Homer is a little bit upset with this because he wants it to be just his project. Yep. He kind of, my stomach, yeah. walks off the <laughs> walks off the job but is watching people from afar. The nuns are having issues getting the workers organized. And also, too, they um, there's a, there's a language barrier. Yes, Homer comes in and is running stuff, and eventually the chapel gets built. Yep. Homer realizes his time is done, and he leaves. So there were some things that I thought was lacking explanation. This felt like half of a, a movie to me. In a lot, it, of it ways. did. It did to me too. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, they were praying for a strong man to help them with the chapel. But they never explain about why they need this chapel. Um, they also don't... Well, it, I, I get that. You do? It's so pretty people can have a place of worship. No, no, I, no, I, I understand. But then I, 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 I wish they would have explained why they thought that um, God had sent um, Homer Smith to them when it could have been somebody else. Um, I think a lot of that is subtext because when he first comes, mm-hmm. he offers to help with their roof. That's right. That's One of the did. nuns offers Homer a piece of equipment, but Homer already has good tools. And it, it shows very quickly upon meeting the nuns that he knows how to use them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, but I also, I mean, there wasn't exactly, I'd like, I would have liked to know more about the nuns. Um, I would have, there were just so many things that I felt were missing from this movie. Would you agree? Yes. You and I got into a little bit of debate about this film. Mm-hmm. To me, during the parts where Sidney Poitier's character is singing, it clearly sounds to me like they had somebody come in and dub his singing voice. Like, his speaking voice and his singing voice in this movie do not sound alike at all to me. I think I hear similarities, but there are times where people do 
have different singing voices and speaking voices. Too. Right, but Sidney Poitier sounds like a much, much older man when he's singing in the film. Would you would agree to that, right? Um, yes, but his voice is also booming as well. And I, I mean, we could argue that maybe that was somebody else, but it it, it did sound similar, a little bit similar to me, anyway. Yeah, and I think it's clearly a dub thing. And it's kind of hard to tell with films back then because they didn't always give credit to voice actors who dubbed the singing parts. Yes. Uh, and this, this is a known movie, but it's not popular enough to where we could necessarily easily find that information out. And this is actually a movie that, um, that Oprah was, I'm um, saying that she really liked him in, but I just, I thought he was. I thought he was um, good in this movie, but I thought he was really great in um, in the heat of the night. The problem is mm-hmm. he wasn't really given a lot to work with in this movie. Yes, it's it's not that he's bad, but the material just isn't strong enough. No, no, no. Uh. Now, having said that, there are fun elements of the movie. It's not like it was the worst film ever made. It just felt a little bit incomplete. I feel like they could have talked more. I I understand the lilies of the fields passage. Okay. Because it basically talks about um, worry not for the things of the morrow. Worry, you know, consider the lilies of the field. So it's basically talking about, well, God created all this creation, but are you not more better than them? Okay. Um, and I kind of wish they would have focused on that too, because that's the name of the movie, the lilies of the field Yes, or lilies of the field and, and how, um, God has provided for them in other ways. Um, even though, uh, Homer Smith didn't feel quite at home there and there are people in his life, including the, um, part-time, the guy that hired him part-time and saying, you know, you really should just not help the sisters. You should just move on and tell them no at any cost. But then I, you know, there. I just think that there were some things that were missing. Could have been better. Could have been better. Yes. Yeah. Alana. Yes. I'm assuming, but correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. that you will not be recommending this film to people. Unfortunately, I don't think so. There were some things that I liked about it, but there were some things that I wish were were there yeah. to, to um, explain the the movie. Well, good. Is there anything else you want to say about it? No. no. Did, I don't think so. Did you have any dreams last night? I did not. Oh, I did, but I don't remember them. But I did sleep very well. Oh, good. Um. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I don't think so. I don't think I have any dream to talk about unless there's a dream that you forgot. I did forget dreams, but that's the point. I don't remember them here. So. Um, uh, you already told the dreams that you had the other night. I believe I did, right? I, I think so. Oh, good. Oh, good. Well, babes, unless there's anything else you want to talk about, it might be time to kick me out because the Super Bowl is going to make things crazy. Oh, oh, what is it supposed to start? I don't know. I don't keep track of that stuff. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. I just know that Snoop's doing the halftime show. Why? Are you going to watch it? No. I I told you, I've seen a better version of that on the MTV Music Video Awards in 99. 
Oh, okay. What I assume is a, bit, a more fun version. Well, if, if you don't watch it, then you'll be hearing about it the next day. Okay, so here's my guess for the what the playlist is going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's partial because I really don't know Kendrick's music that well. I I don't know what his music is at all, but I've heard and about I, it. I know he's going to be on there. But so my partial guess is, guess is since Snoop and Mary J. Blige are are there, I, I my assumption is... They're going to open it up with California Love mm-hmm. because not just because Dre is there, but also it's being held in California, the mm-hmm. Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. And California, I believe, an L.A. team is playing. Right. Then they're going to move into Let's Get It Started. Then what? what oh, really? Yep. Then What's My Name by mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Then, because it's, it's mainly a melody thing, right? Uh-huh. They're going to go into Lose Yourself uh-huh. by Eminem. Probably do a Kendrick song then. Then go into Forgot About Dre, right? Because that's Dr. Dre and Eminem. They'll do part of that. Um, and my assumption is they're going to close it with nothing but a G thing. Hmm. Why would they do um, Let's Get It Started? Because it's a great kind of like anthem song. Let's right. get it. Da, da, da. I, I do like that song. And they have Mary J. Blythe's there too. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's my assumption. Hmm. But we'll have to see. Because I'm sure it's going to be posted on YouTube later. You know, you don't yeah. have to do that stuff. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. But they're going to censor all the. Or maybe she'll, maybe they'll, maybe they'll go into a real love by Mary J. Blige. I don't know. She might do that at some point. She'll probably do that like right after the Kendrick song. And then they'll do Forgot About Dre and close it off with. Nothing but a G thing. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Nothing but a G thing, baby. That's such a great song, though, isn't it? Oh, it reminds me of my years as a young uh, girl in my in my early teens. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. I mean, that's a great song. That that had a good. They had a very good beat, and yep. I mean. Yeah, that was a lot of um, anthem. That was quite an anthem for uh, a lot of uh, teens during that time. Yeah, I'm. Tr- you know, the other song they might do with Eminem is I could see them doing part of the real Slim Shady. I don't know though. It's the Super Bowl, and and that song has some content in it that they might not like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think with with Eminem, it's just going to be. But maybe you lose yourself. Yeah, it's just going to be part of lose yourself. And, uh, oh, you know what they might do? Mm. You know that song, I'm Friends with a Monster, that he did with Brianna? It was kind of Brianna a hit. Brianna or Rihanna? Rihanna. Uh, no. It was kind of a hit, I'm Friends with the Monster inside of my hand. I, I don't know. I don't think They I might have him do part of that and have Mary J. Blige sing the hook. Oh, well. But I think his part of the show will be limited to... Part of Lose Yourself and Forgot About Dre. Hmm. But we'll see. Uh, Do you have a prediction for the playlist? No, I don't. Okay. Because I won't be watching it. Oh. So. Well, we can watch it on YouTube later, hopefully. No, not really. Okay. I don't really care. I don't like that. Oh, my goodness. No, I just I just don't care about the, the halftime show, period. Normally, I don't. But Snoop, it's... I I barely care, but if it wasn't Snoop, I would and M and J, I would care even less. I barely care. Yes.
That's going to be the name of my autobiography. I barely, I barely care. Yes. Yes, yes. Actually, that's going to be the name of my dad's autobiography. Oh, my goodness. All right, babes. You think it's about time to wrap this up? I think so, unless there's any additional comments. I don't think so. Yes. yes sorry. Give me a kiss. Okay. Hey, 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 what? hey. No noises. No noises, babe. No, no, no noises. noises. Stop it. All right, all right, all right. For real, for real. For real, for real, then. All right. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.